Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. We did it. We finally convinced somebody from Boston Hardcore to come on the podcast. I never thought it would happen. Or maybe in the back of the mind, I knew that it would happen eventually, but it finally did. And I'm very excited. Shout out to Matt from Pummel, like a really, really nice guy. I reached out to some people behind the scenes, got put in contact with Matt and just setting up the podcast with him, just talking through the DMs. He was really friendly and understanding to the situation. We talked about how we had to reschedule. Funny thing is we actually had to reschedule twice, but we only talk about the first time on the podcast. And I'm just happy that we were able to get it done. Overall, I thought it was a great conversation. I really like his band. I support what they're doing. I support what Matt does for the scene in Boston. It's super cool. And it's really awesome to know that there's legit people like him still putting on for the scene. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. Take the time to listen to Pummel, cool new band out of Boston. So without further ado, welcome Matt to the podcast. Welcome to the podcast, Matt. Thanks for having me, Jamie. Yeah, I'm. I'm re- like we're talking a little bit off air, but I'm happy that we're finally able to get this done. Like honestly, um, when we had to reschedule last week, I was really worried that we weren't gonna be able to get it done. Uh, no problem. Uh, I just I had something come up last minute with work, so I'm glad that we got to get this rescheduled too. Hell yeah! So. But growing up, like in my early days of hardcore, I always thought like Boston hardcore was it. Like I thought all the bands coming out of Boston at the time were amazing. So <laughs> the fact that I'm finally talking to somebody um, from Boston, I, I think it is pretty awesome. What bands uh, from Boston were you into growing up? <clears throat> Dude, growing up, like Righteous Jams was like my favorite band and like i'm not even kidding i i've never seen that band and i don't think i've ever talked about this before on the podcast but never saw them and they toured out to california in 2006 with donnie brook and at the time yeah at, at the time i was like probably like 16 or 15 and i didn't drive and for some reason, um, oh, I didn't go to the show at the Showcase Theater in Corona because I was too scared to call off of work. So um, a couple of my friends went out to that gig. But the next day, they had a show booked in San Marcos. And one of my friends um, who didn't go to the Showcase um, show told me that he'd be down to drive and we could go down there and catch them. But for some weird reason, he got sick overnight and wasn't able to drive me. So I ended up missing them on every Southern California date. And I was Damn. super bummed. That sucks. <laughs> yeah, I never got to catch them either. There were there were a couple of years 
before my time, but uh, definitely one of the bands that I was shown when I was getting into hardcore that uh, was one of the better Boston hardcore bands of the mid 2000s. Yeah, and it was like like such a bummer because I, I figured, you know, if I stick around long enough, I'll be able to see them because that's typically how it is with any hardcore band. If you stick around For long sure. enough, like there's going to be a reunion somewhere at some point. But since I've been in hardcore up until like today, like literally they've never played a show. I don't see it happening. Yeah, trust me. Like I, I always ask around like behind the scenes and yeah, <laughs> signs aren't like looking good at all for that happening. You never know, though. I mean, we got half heart, so yeah, for sure. Anything's possible. Yeah, and I don't plan on leaving hardcore anytime soon. So if it happens, cool. If it doesn't, then you know, and maybe it just wasn't meant to be. You got the records. You can still spin them. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, and like even like when I was younger, like my friends and I would. Uh, I, I remember uh, one friend got a copy of uh, Boston Beatdown Volume Two, and oh man, yeah, th- that got passed around. <laughs> and I was like, wow, like hardcore out there is so real and like crazy. It's it's nothing like California. It was, it was definitely pretty violent back in the day. I remember my friends who are just a few years older than me telling me some some crazy stories about going to shows at a hardcore stadium and stuff back then seeing bands like converge in a couple hundred cap rooms. And when did you start going into, or when did you start going to hardcore shows? So I was going to like local, like sort of like metalcore shows and stuff until I probably like 2008 to 2010. But I went, started going to my first like real hardcore shows probably Probably the beginning of 2010, uh, before right before college. Okay, so 2008, there was this awesome festival that happened out there, the Great American Hardcore Fest. Yeah, yep. I'm a, I'm aware. I I remind myself about that one every couple of years and kick myself in the ass for uh, not going to that. <laughs> Dude, I, I look at that lineup, and at that point in my One life, of the I, craziest. Yeah, One seriously. Like, I'm, for any, anybody listening, if you've never heard of it, go look up the flyer for the Great American Hardcore Fest that happened in 2008. <laughs> Insane lineup. But any relevant band from the 2000s, mid 2000s, late 2000s was there. Yeah, seriously, and. At, at that point, I traveling for a hardcore show just wasn't even in like the realm of possibility for me because I, I was still like young, living at home with my parents. I'd never been on an air, airplane, so like I, I had to miss that one, and I was so bummed because I was Damn. aware of it. Yeah, I think Bad Seed played, Power Trip played really early into uh, into their career, rotting out a ton ton of ba- ton of bands that went on to be huge played that when they were smaller yeah and super crazy but okay so 2008 to 2010 you're going to metalcore shows so how'd you like um switch up and uh actually start going to more (coughs) hardcore shows i had a couple older friends uh from the town i grew up in they saw that we me and one of my other friends who plays in pummel they saw that we liked heavy music so they were like oh you guys gotta check out the good stuff and they showed us bands like shipwreck and have heart and bane and and guns up and kind of laid the foundation for what i'd take an interest in going forward and where'd you grow up i grew up uh right outside of boston uh in a couple towns uh namely melrose somerville 
Chelsea, if uh, anybody's familiar. Okay, for sure. I visited Boston before. I, I'm like a huge fan of uh, Cambridge. Oh yeah, that that borders Somerville. Um, okay, it's a it's a great town for sure. Yeah, I, I remember my friends and I, uh, we got this Airbnb and it was weird because like the, it was like the house was like split down the middle. So the people who ran the Airbnb like lived on one side <laughs> and we had the like other a duplex sort of. Yeah, sort kind of. Thing. Yeah, definitely like, like a duplex. But it was just like weird because like we were really shocked at like how cheap it was for like the amount of space that we got. And like we were there for like a like almost like a week and i remember like we'd be like greeting the, the neighbors and i'm pretty sure they knew it was like an airbnb because they just weren't that friendly they just kind of looked at us weird because we didn't really like look like we were from the neighborhood yeah there, there's some sort of dispute going on right now between somerville and cambridge and airbnb i don't think people are allowed to rent out things I'm not totally sure in the details but it's a kind of a big deal around here i guess i think there were some illegal happenings going on Okay, yeah, th- th- that's pretty interesting because uh, out here in like Anaheim area wh- where I'm at, they're like I'm pretty sure they're not legal because there's like a big dispute with the city because it like affects um, like uh, vacation rentals with like hotels and stuff. Oh, so for sure, yeah, it's like you know, city is basically ran by Disney, um, whether people yes. want to admit it or not. But yeah, I think that messes with their bag and they don't want that. I think- I think people have been just buying apartments too, just to rent them out on Airbnb, which is uh, not very good for the housing market, especially in condensed uh, areas such as ours. Is it pretty expensive to live out where you're at? Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. Okay, yeah, because it, it's pretty bad out in California, especially um, where I'm at. <clears throat> Prices are like ridiculous. Oh, yeah, Cambridge, Cambridge, Somerville area. It's uh, it's getting pretty close, honestly. Like sixteen, seventeen hundred dollars for a studio. That's really expensive. Yeah, definitely feel that. Because <laughs> like talking to friends, like where my parents live in like the Palm Springs area, they pay less for their three bedroom house than my like my buddy does for his one bedroom apartment. Oh, for sure. I mean, in Massachusetts, it's the same way. You get an hour outside of Boston, and you could have a mortgage on a house for what we pay for an apartment here. Okay. Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> I, I wonder if they will ever like, you know, fix that. Cause it, at this point, like if I'm being honest, I like, I don't think I'll ever buy a house cause it's just so expensive, especially for like where I want to be. Oh, for sure. Same here. I'm, I mean, you can't really take the money out of people's pockets. I don't think they're going to vote for rent control. Once uh, you see that uh, stream of money coming in. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, well, let's talk about your band. Y- you sing for a band sure. called Pummel. Yes, sir. Boston Hardcore. Hell yeah. So you guys put out a demo out in, or back in 2016. Can you talk about how the band came together? Uh, so our guitarist, he was in some hardcore bands in the area. Didn't do too much crazy stuff. They, they were relatively popular and I'd never been in a band and I'd bugged my friend Steve who we've been best friends since like freshman year of high school uh he's been in and out of bands forever and I bugged him and bugged him for years and he never really wanted to make a band with me but I was kind of going through a bit of a hard time and needed a creative outlet and we finally got the thing going and we recruited two of our other friends that we've known 
since high school as well, uh, who are actually cousins, our, our guitarist and our drummer. And um, we kind of just started jamming and, and just came together, wrote six songs and just kind of did it more as just a creative outlet and just half kind of happened and we got a sh- it took a bit to get a show but once we got a couple shows uh kind of got the ball rolling a a bit six songs for a demo sounds like a lot because most song or mo- excuse me most demos are like you know three or four songs our songs are <laughs> nothing was over like a minute 20 so it was probably a good, a good seven minutes worth of music and for the whole thing why did it take you guys some time to find a show uh we weren't really well connected i guess you could say and we were kind of we weren't looking to play like pay to play or any of that we were trying to you know play some good gigs and actually uh make something out of what we're doing and uh we just kind of happened on some good shows and met the right people and kind of got the ball rolling from there in the beginning of 2017. And is that pretty typical down there to get on a show, pay to play? Cause like out here, like pre-sale. It's kind of a cancer around here. It's not as prevalent as it used to be a few years ago, but like it's definitely still happens all the time. And are these just happening at like the bigger venues or like the, just like the, your typical like hardcore venue? I, it, happens at both it's more it's more on the promoters than the venues i'd say around here okay yeah like i'm not like too well versed on like how like a lot of that happens but out here in california like that typically like bands like that get or that have to do pre-sale or like you know normally um if they're like newer and if they're playing like bigger venues yeah it kind of happens both ways here um we just we tried to avoid that and try to put ourselves in with the actual hardcore scene instead of whatever that is honestly okay <clears throat> it's been a couple <laughs> years since i've been to a, a show in boston the last time i was there it was uh an edge day show it, i'm trying to think I'm trying which to one it was uh regulate played um oh that was 2017 i think yeah th- th- that sounds about right yeah. like um uh violence to fade um, the dividing line. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's a bunch of bands. Were you there? I remember it not being the most well attended uh, Edge Day that they've put on. <laughs> yeah. Um. I think it was the last one, to be honest. Okay. And in Boston, at least. Were you there? I was not. No. Okay. Yeah. Because honestly, like, I went and um, one of my friends, uh, Keith Freeman, uh, he, a couple of his bands were playing, so I went to go see him and uh, experience an Edge Day in Boston. And the yeah, the, the turnout was a little strange. I felt like the vibes were like a little weird, but um, I, I still had fun because I saw some cool bands. Oh, for sure. Yeah, Keith is awesome. Rest in peace to violence to fade. Yeah, I was um, like really bummed when he actually told me they were breaking up. I was like, dude. You guys are awesome. I wish you guys would stay together, but he's still in some oh, awesome You never bands. know. It's hardcore, like we said. Oh, for we sure, might yeah. Pop back up again at some point. Stick around long enough, because like, yeah, like yeah. a lot of those guys are still like doing um, Maniac. You got Maniac restraining order. Yeah. So figure out. We'll, we'll just wait around if they come back. Yeah, cool. If sure. not, it's all good. Absolutely. 
So uh, Boston <laughs> Hardcore, in your opinion, is it in a good state? So um, I'd say when we first started playing shows, it was pretty dead, to be completely honest. Um, there's kind of a lack of DIY venues or new bands popping up. But since we started playing, uh, us in Vantage Point, we've worked really hard to try to build a scene and just play shows, get new bands coming through. And I, th- I think it's worked out. We're starting to get new kids, young kids coming out to shows. Um, we had Ikulu and Illusion come through earlier this week. And on a Wednesday, it did probably about 70 or so paid. It was a really fun show in our new DIY spot in the heart of Boston. It's so I, I think we're really on the upswing right now. There's a new band called C4 uh, with some couple young kids in it. That's kind of sounds like rampage and it's, they're really fun. They're super explosive. I think uh, we're on the upswing for sure. I feel like after those uh, have heart reunion shows, there should be like an, like an upsurge <laughs> out there right now. That that's what I was hoping for. Um, I, that was probably wishful thinking, but it definitely got some eyes on on our scene. Yeah, uh, did you go to any of those shows? Oh, for sure. I went to the first day and the second day in Worcester. <laughs> I never got to see Half Heart when I was first getting into hardcore, uh, so it was kind of like a dream. Uh, it was everything I hoped for, <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah, honestly, I didn't think they would ever get back together. Then they kind of just dropped the bomb on everybody. And they were like, hey, we're going to play these shows this year. And I Oh, like, yeah. I, I saw that at work and almost shit my pants, honestly. Yeah, I saw some like people <laughs> tweeting beforehand that were privy to that information. So I was like, okay, I was like, something big's about to get announced. And there's only a couple bands out there that could have that kind of impact on people. And when I, when I saw that it was half, half heart that got announced, I was like, dude, this is, this is gonna be crazy. Yeah, I'm friends with Grady from Anxious, and he was telling me a couple days before he's like, you know, look look out for an announcement on whatever day at noon. I was like, well, what are you even talking about, man? And he's like, I can't say anything, but just just wait. And it was incredible. <laughs> Shout out to Grady, former guest of the podcast. Oh yeah. Yeah, he's a great guy. Um, fun to talk to. Um, shout out Anxious. One step closer. Hell yeah. Um, the the impact of that uh, reunion, like in my entire life, like uh, since I've been going to Sound and Fury, like I've never had an issue buying a ticket. Um, and it has yeah, sold out. Crazy. Yeah, and it has sold out in the past. And I didn't think it was going to be any different than normal. And I remember I got the email on Thursday for the presale code. And I was like, oh, I'll just buy it tomorrow. Like, cause I had friend, I was just like doing something. I, I just kind of brushed move. it. Yeah. I just like brushed it off. And then <laughs> I was at work and it totally slipped my mind that tickets went on sale. And I was, I was probably late by like, 10. same thing happened to me. Yeah. Honestly, I, I was like late by like 10 minutes. And like, I started seeing like a bunch of people tweeting, Oh, like it sold out. <clears throat> and I was like, there's no way I was like, these people have to be trolling. And like, I, I just like was doing more research and I was like, why can't I get tickets? And like, sure enough, it like sold out. And I was like, damn, this sucks. I was like, how am I going to miss like this? Did you Santa end up Fury? getting tickets? 
Oh yeah. So um, the second wave, uh, I actually had to have a couple of friends help me out. I was like, yo, I was like, I need you guys at your computers. Just Finger in case like, trigger. yeah, just cause like I don't get in, like <laughs> maybe we have like better chances of somebody getting in and sure enough, second go around, I don't get in again, but luckily my buddy Garrett got in and um, bought the ticket. Yeah, I was working an office job at the time that the tickets went on sale and I made it a point to have nothing to do right when those tickets went on sale and got luckily got in there, grabbed a few tickets for me and my friends and we had a great time. Uh, so you came out to San and Fury? No, for the, uh, for oh. the Worcester shows. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I, I got confused. I, I thought you meant uh, San and Fury. I wish. I just didn't have the money to put up the tickets and the flights and all that yeah would have loved to the videos looked just as crazy that the outdoor show i I couldn't believe how many people actually showed up for that you should have saw it in person it was unbelievable felt like being in warp tour yeah but and that's like the kind of, <laughs> that's the kind of environment that I hate. Like I just oh, I mean it was awful. Like four dollar water bottles. Uh, mm-hmm. I had one of the worst sunburns in my life. But were you seeing their set there was incredible, though. Were you even like getting up to the stage, or were you just like in the sea of people? I was honestly pretty tired from the night before. Um, but once I saw Pat Flynn was like giving a speech, and I was like, oh fuck, they're gonna play Lions and Lambs, which has been one of my favorite songs by them for almost 10 years. And I made my way up to the, uh, you know, a few rows back, but nothing, nothing too crazy. I was pretty tired from the night before and fucking actually burnt out literally from the sun that day. And if I remember correctly, there was no barricade at the outdoors show, right? No, no. The stage at one point during the end, during Watch Me Rise, looked like it might come down with everybody on it. That's crazy. Yeah, I, I, obviously, like they had a like, or they anticipated like a lot of people to come since they did it at that outdoor spot. Is that like a normal place for shows? I think it's new. Um, the Palladium just started doing it. I think I, I'm not sure how many shows have been there, okay. but it can hold like up to ten thousand. I think they said, and they sold about over eighty five hundred. Was the word? On actual attendance yeah that's so insane I don't yeah to see like a band that I like it's hard to wrap your head around that yeah for a hardcore band for well just the, for like any like yeah just not even hardcore just even for like a normal band just like kind of go out there like on their on like the back of like their own like fan base you know because like it wasn't like some big festival it was literally a show yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> was four or five bands so close to 10,000 tickets. It's pretty insane. Yeah. Cause like when I think of crowds that big, like I think of like when I go to like Coachella fest and that just like, like just gets me like kind of stressed out when I think about it. Oh, it was definitely pretty stressful. Yeah. Have you ever been to like a, like any like big music fest? I went to warp tour when I was like 16. That's probably the only thing I can compare it to. What year was that? 2008, I believe. 2008. I don't remember who played that year because I think that might have been one of the years where I just stopped going. I remember seeing Bad Religion, uh, the Street Dogs, Protest the Hero, a lot of scene bands. Okay. 
yeah a lot of embarrassing music i think I, Katy perry played oh you know i did go that year because <laughs> you you saying Katy perry definitely triggered a moment um i remember i wasn't gonna go but then this girl i had like a huge crush on she was like hey i really want to go to war because this girl is performing and i was like i have no idea who Katy perry is but like i'll do anything to hang I out think with that was you. right when she popped yeah yeah because like I, I remember I had no idea who she was and then like we went to go see her play and there was like a million people at her stage and I was like who is this girl? I was impressed girl? by it. Yeah like I, I, I was just out of the loop. She didn't win me over but I was like oh this is actually pretty cool. Yeah I, I just remember <laughs> I'm tripping out because at the time uh, she was just like walking around like a normal person uh, and she was like with like the dudes from like gym class heroes and I was like of course. Yeah I was like oh that band classic awesome. 2008. <laughs> Holy crap. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's interesting. I actually went to Warp Tour. Uh, I think it was, I want to say 2017. It was the year before the last. Um, me and a buddy, uh, we got hired to do merch for Falling in Reverse. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I, I think I talked about this like a long time ago on the podcast. But um, yeah, we got hired on to do merch for Falling in Reverse. And did they pay you well? Uh, yeah, it was fine from what I can remember. Like, I, I don't rem- remember having an issue, but um, we were like, our tent was like, it was like a double white tent, which like really confused me because like we only needed one. So <laughs> we just had like, like, we literally set it up as one. And the extra space we had was just like, we got chairs and our friends would come hang out. But Chilling. our like tent was like positioned like right by one of the main stages. No, I was actually the main stage. So I saw every band on main stage that day and it was just music. I didn't want to listen to, but it sucked too, because like when the bands would play, like it was so loud, like I uh, mean, my oh, buddy, sure. like we couldn't even talk because it was just like, we, we'd be like screaming because we, we couldn't that hear each other. That honestly sounds like a nightmare for me. It was, um, like honestly the only annoying thing was like um they were doing meet and greets um but they didn't do one at that date for some reason so like we had like a million kids come ask us like what time like the meet and greet was and we yeah we just had to keep turning everybody away that sounds terrible well at least you got paid well yeah i think (laughs) that's yeah the only time there's only been one time when i did like a merch gig and i got paid like pretty crappy what band was that for? Can you speak of it? Uh, not on air. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you off air. Just uh, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll for sure <laughs> tell you off air. And um, when I break it down for you, you, you'll you'll be on my side about it. Oh yeah. Um. Okay. So I really I, I don't even know how I found out about Pummel. I'm you know that's just how like a lot. I don't of, know how anybody found out about us. To be completely honest. Yeah, I'm but, always surprised. I, I feel like it's just me, like on Twitter, and people are always like, because like the majority of people I follow are involved in hardcore, so people are always posting bands and um, show flyers, bands. Yeah, and I, I try to check out the bands that people post but like sometimes like a few will get through the cracks but i'm pretty sure that's how i found out about pummel and i was listening to you guys and that was definitely sick that's why i wanted to have you on the podcast appreciate that so going from the demo to force of will that was like 
almost like like about a year in between did you guys yeah just about it almost a year yeah did you guys want to hit the studio like that fast like right away or um or did you guys have those songs written like shortly after the demo no it 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 takes us a little bit we it took us a bit of time to get those songs down um we decided that we had only played about three shows in between. So we figured we probably needed to put out some new music, try to get the ball rolling a little more. Okay. Um, so we decided to do a, another demo. We went to the same guy. Um, <clears throat> it seemed like it was received pretty well. Uh, we still play some of those songs when we play live. And so in the first year you said you, you only played three shows where things just yeah. kind of like slow at the moment in the scene or is it like people just not aware of your band? I think people just weren't aware of us to be completely honest. Uh, I mean the first couple shows that we played they're, they're pretty big gigs, I guess you could say we played with, we played like the glory record release for their 12 inch. Then we played with free a couple times. Okay. Um, kind of got the word out there <clears throat> but it took about a year or so for the demo being out to actually like start getting show offers locally that's took interesting in, it yeah it took until like the second demo okay oh so um you wouldn't even call force of will an ep no i that would definitely we just didn't want to call it demo two so we just we're like oh force of will sounds cool let's fucking go for it Okay. Wow. Now I'm like really curious, um, because if the demo is the demo and if Forceable is the demo, and then you have, um, I'm, I'm kind of skipping ahead, um, but the the promo for 2018, you guys put out a couple songs, well, like four songs, mm -hmm. uh, one's a cover. It was, yeah, three songs. Then we we had recorded the Carry On cover uh -huh. at the time. <clears throat> we didn't really know what to do with it. We were kind of sitting on it. We were going to put it on the Atomic Action comp that's coming out soon, but then we were like, uh, I think we could we could write an original. So then we decided to master it, and we just threw it up on the band camp. Okay, so if the 2018 promo is out, like, are we going to get a, uh, an actual EP next, or are we getting a LP? It, they, so we were originally going to do an LP, uh, but we didn't have enough songs that we liked. So we kind of, we narrowed it down to four songs that we really liked. And, uh, we recorded them about a month ago and I'm just waiting to do vocals on one more. And then we're going to send it out to be master. And we're hoping that the record's out by end of the year or beginning of 2020, hopefully. Okay. And are any of the songs from the <clears throat> promo making it to the new no, record? no, it's uh, four new tracks. Okay, interesting. Wow. So um, you were just uh, giving us these songs. That's interesting. Very interesting. We were, we were thinking about using a couple of the promo songs, but we just think they don't really fit the vibe with the new ones. So we're just going to let that ride, and we're going to put out some new songs, and hopefully people vibe with it. And how would you describe the, the newer sound compared to the promo Compared to the promo, um, I'd say the songs are just more well structured, more dynamic. They have they have some more ur urgency to them. Uh, we were listening to a ton of 
Cro-Mags and Bad Brains while writing this, and hopefully people can kind of hear that in there. Um, they're definitely the four best songs that we've written. Uh, super catchy, super moshy, riffy. Can't right. wait to get them out to people. Yeah, because because uh, if you look at um, from the demo to the promo, you, it looks like your songs have definitely like gotten a lot longer, and there's definitely been some progression. For sure, um, we they were uh, we kind of felt like the demo songs they were kind of just like parts, and now we're actually writing like full, fully formed songs. <laughs> you could say at this point. Okay. I'm actually really interested now because I've enjoyed what you've put out so far. So appreciate it. Yeah. So for you to hear, uh, or for me to hear you say that about your songs, I'm like really curious what the new stuff sounds like since you feel like, you know, that's the best stuff you've written so far. I'm, I'm excited. I, I've been jamming the mixes since we got them back. Uh, we played a show, uh, about two weeks ago, a week ago. Yeah. A week ago. And we played them live, and uh, people people thought they were great. So can't wait to get the record out there. Okay. And did you go uh, to the same person who recorded the promo for the new record? <clears throat> uh, no, we actually we went to Will Killingsworth at Dead Air Studios. Okay. Hell yeah. And what was there? He's like- done a he's done a ton of records. His credits list is almost unending. <laughs> Really? Can you give us a few? Because I'm not familiar. Um, <laughs> he did the he did the one step closer record. Oh, okay. Uh, he did the free seven inch. Uh, he recorded the vantage point record that's coming out. Um, he's done he's done a, a lot of stuff. Okay. You can check him if you look up Dead Air Studios. He has a full list. I'm pretty sure on his website. And the um, EP is coming out on Atomic Action Records. It is, yeah. Can you talk about how that deal came together? Uh, we we played a couple shows in Providence, and uh, Brian Simmons, who runs the Atomic Action, he put on the shows, and he listened to the to the demos and thought we were sick, and asked if we wanted to do a seven inch, and we were like, yeah, fuck yeah. Hell yeah, that's pretty awesome. Si- pretty simple. Yeah. He's put out some really cool stuff, so we're excited for that. Love when uh, they're just like a fan of your music and want to just help out and put out your stuff. It couldn't be any easier. It's like, yeah, fuck yeah, of course. So you, you um, briefly mentioned the uh, Every Winter is Cold comp. And mm-hmm. and I was like looking into it and trying to figure out why the comp got put together, and I, I couldn't really find a reason why. Is there like a specific reason why the comp came together, or is it just something that um, he does? I think Brian every few years likes to put out a comp that kind of showcases what we have going on in New England. He's done a few others. If you go on the Atomic Action Bandcamp, uh, and they're usually all great. And uh, the songs that that have been released so far for it have been awesome, <clears throat> especially that new Restraining Order track. And do you know if uh, every band that's putting a song on the comp are they all original songs? They um, they're definitely all original tracks. I'm not sure if all of them will be new per se. I know that 
I think the anxious track is from the promo. It kind of took a while to get the the whole comp together. So there's, I think the free song is a remaster. Okay. I'm not sure. There's a there's a ton of tracks. Yeah, no, for sure. Because record. I was uh, looking at it on the Bandcamp, and not every song's available to listen. So I wasn't sure if like those are just like placeholders until the actual tracks come in, or if that was going to be like the final track listing. So I think Brian's trying to drum up some interest by revealing a track a day until um. Till the whole thing's streaming up on Bandcamp. I think the pre-orders for the record are up and have been up for about a week. Okay. Um, so it should should be coming soon. Heard the test press. Sounds great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think... Um like stuff like this, uh, like like a showcase of bands in the area, um, or like a couple was like a couple months ago when like Philly had that Unity barbecue. I, I just yeah, that love, looked insane. Yeah, I I just love when scenes can come together and um, you know just put on for their own because I I think it's awesome and it gives a chance for people like me like outside looking in to kind of get a taste of what's in the area because like I'm for sure. I don't, definitely don't know every band so like stuff like that I, it makes it like a little easier I, I can like you know listen to stuff that i probably would have never checked out yeah we we kind of had our own little version of that sort of unity gig in boston about a week ago for the antagonized record release it was us uh, eight bands all from massachusetts we packed out the elks lodge where you saw the um edge day show it was crazy every band put on it for an amazing set <clears throat> was that new lows uh, came back okay th- that's what i was gonna ask if it was that new lows gig uh, yeah now, yeah for sure uh, d- are they do you know if that band's gonna be more active or do they just come back for just that show i'm not totally sure uh i hope they come back and start playing some more gigs because they sounded phenomenal yeah and i haven't I, I, seen them in like six years seven years so i saw them at san and fury and i thought they were fucking crazy yeah, they played um they played with Iron Age too at Hardcore Hell in um in Brooklyn or some, somewhere in New York City. And uh, everyone said they sounded great, so hopefully they want to play some more gigs cuz we'll definitely we'll definitely throw them on there. Yeah, for sure. Were kids going off for antagonize? Oh yeah. For sure. Okay. Place went off. They they played the album straight through that's so sick because I was so bummed. I, when I got to Sound and Fury this year, I'm having to be in like the giant line. I didn't get to see their set by the time I got in, they're wrapping oh, up. That sucks. Yeah. And then they're, uh, sup- they're super tight live. Well, I, I, I caught them at, um, at, at an after show and I thought they were sick, but I just, um, th- like, I don't know if it was just like fatigue from it being like the end of the weekend, but like kids just like weren't really moving. So, um, I was just curious what the reception was out there. Uh, I mean, they've played some shows where it kind of felt like that too out here, but the past uh, couple gigs that they've played out here, uh, people are super receptive and have been uh, going pretty hard, honestly. <laughs> okay. That's cool to hear. Yeah. Cause I, I, I think that band's super cool. Yeah. I love, love Bedard and all the guys in that band. So it's uh, cool to see them get the reception that they did for their record. Because okay. it's really good. <laughs> so, right now in Boston, b- besides um, Pummel, you mentioned C4. What other bands do you think are um, 
doing good things for the scene. I'd say Vantage Point too. Um, okay. They kind of, they played their first show the same day we played our first show, um, and they're straight edge hardcore, kind of taking the reins from like in my eyes and have heart and <clears throat> running with that Boston straight edge sound and uh, and their guitarist Doug he uh, books shows in the area too, um, and they're doing a lot to try to get people to come out and go to shows, all ages gigs and all that good stuff. Hell yeah. Definitely, I've listened to them before and I, I think they have a cool sound, but I was just curious about like somebody from the scene. Like I just wanted to kind of get your own opinion. Yeah. I, I think they're, they're one of the best bands that we have going right now. They're, I think they're kind of underrated. Um, I think once their record comes out on triple B, I think the, everybody will take notice of what they're doing. Okay, I have to ask you about um, a, a band from Boston. I'm sure, sure. You're, you're, you're familiar with them. There's this band called Firewalker. Yep. What do you think about them? I think they're great. Um, I don't think all the members live in Boston anymore. They haven't played a, a local show here in years, but um, I think they're sick. Me too. I, I love that band. I... Um, I remember I I don't even know it was just one of those things I, I like saw somebody tweet about them so I, I checked them out and like I have like like the first shirt they ever printed and like the, the <laughs> nice. old drummer like mailed it to me I was like super excited but um they first came They're to California popular around here when they first came to California I'll, I'll never forget this I always give my I, I always give my buddy shit because he uh, invited me to the show but didn't tell me he wasn't going. So I, I showed up. I was just there by That's myself, odd. which I'm like, whatever. I don't care. Like I go to shows by myself all the time, um, but I always make fun of him because I'm like, dude, you weren't even there because he talks about that night and he like ditched me for some girls. And I was like, I get it. But uh, what the fuck? Yeah. But for sure. Like, um, yeah, I uh, a huge fan of Firewalker. I think that band's awesome. And uh, they're actually putting out like a new EP. I haven't call. had a chance to listen to the to the new track, but uh, I heard that it's great. I saw them in Boston years ago. They played with Killing Time, and their reaction that Firewalker got at that gig was crazy. Oh yeah, that's sick. Yeah, you should definitely check out the new track if you like, have like Spotify or just go on oh, the Bandcamp. Sure. You still there? I'll definitely check that out. So uh, do you guys have, uh, I, I know you have one show coming up in October, but other than that, do you have anything else lined up? Yeah, we, we actually have a bunch of stuff lined up. Um, in September where on September 20th, we're playing with, um, H2O comeback kid and abuse of power. Ooh, okay. that's a cool gig. And yeah, we got offered it at our show last week. And I mean, we're not like the biggest H2O or comeback kid heads, but we're like, oh, fuck it. We'll put on for Boston Hardcore. We'll open it up and uh, let people know what the local bands are doing. And then the next day we're playing with Infest and Converge and Wolf Whistle and Esquella. Oh, Wolf Whistle. I haven't heard of that band in a minute. Yeah, it's their record release for their uh, new record that's coming out on Triple B next month. Okay. So that's going to – and that's it uh, – at a really small venue um and i think it's close to selling out so it'll be crazy to see converge in front of a couple hundred people instead of a couple thousand 
Yeah, yeah, because that band is just like on like another level. Yeah, I hope hopefully they play some old tracks, get people moshing. Um, and then we're also playing with Agnostic Front in Prong. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I, we got offered that last week. We're like, uh, yeah, fuck it, we'll play with the Legends. Are you guys the um, only other band on that show? Yeah, it's just us three. Okay, yeah, because. Uh, my buddies are opening up that show in San Diego and I saw that it was just them, like those three bands, uh, shout out slow decay. But I, I wasn't sure if that was like the, the norm for the whole tour, if they were just kind of just it, getting I, one it band. Must be. Okay. It'll be interesting. I mean, that's, def- it's at the biggest venue that we've played at so far. So it should be interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to think the last time I saw agnostic front, I think it's been a, a I think I saw them. They're doing like a bar tour a couple of years ago with Fury out here. Oh, really? Yeah, it was like seriously, <laughs> like the I've weirdest. I've never vibes. seen Agnostic Front, so okay. Seen I'm them, excited for this. They're cool. I, I I've seen them a couple of times. Like the first time I saw them, I think it was probably like my favorite time. It was like 2003 or 2004 at like the Showcase Theater. They played with um, No Innocent Victim, and. I remember like some crazy shit went down and it was cool. I, I just, I, I'm kind of skept, always skeptical about the old man bands. So I kind of skipped out on seeing them, but, okay. um, I mean, people close to me say that they still rip it up live. So we'll did see. You, I'll see for myself, I guess. Did you watch that documentary that came out like, uh, earlier this year? I have, I have not had a chance. I don't have showtime, so I never, never got a chance to watch it. You know, I, I just did the free trial just to watch it <laughs> because I, I didn't have a short time either. So I was like, I was like, I have to watch this because I'm definitely a fan and it looked really cool. And honestly, like I, I, th- I thought it was like a great insight on the band. I think I saw something that it's either on streaming or on physical copies now. So I'll definitely make it a point to check it out. Um, but everybody seemed to think it was a great documentary. So. Definitely have to check that one out. And th- th- that term you use, uh, old man band. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, d- uh, d- do you feel like the same way towards like bands like Youth of Today, Gorilla Biscuits? Yeah, for sure. Um, I'm not going to go out of my way to to see them, honestly. But I mean, if they come around and they still rip it, I'll definitely give them a chance. Okay, because uh, uh, I know uh, like a couple months ago, Gorilla Biscuits came out here and did a string of shows. And I don't know if it's just because like uh, I'm in California and they just came out here and did that over here. But I'm not. Uh, I don't think they did any, any other dates. But um, in November, Youth of Today is coming out and they're doing like the same I thing. I saw that, and it was cool. Like I, it looks like they're taking out a lot of young bands on the bills, though. Yeah, like what, what I really like about the use of today, um, each date in California has uh, different like openers and the bands that they selected, I think, are some of the best bands from California. I think I saw is wise playing one of the shows. Yes, that's the that's actually yeah, the date really cool. that I'm going to. It's the one in Garden Grove, like the bands opening are initiate gun and wise. That's a solid lineup. <laughs> 
Yeah, and and right now um, it's gonna be so where it's at. There's like um, the locker room, which is like the indoor part of the place, but then there's also like an outside, like bigger, like amphitheater. And right now it's projected. To, um, it's projected to be at the inside venue, which is cool because there's like a little stage. It's like way more intimate, and like that's what I prefer because I, I think that room is definitely like one of the more underrated places in Orange County to play. What's the cap like for that one? Couple uh, for the if, small for the smaller. If I'm going to be honest, like I have no idea what the cap is. I would say probably like maybe like 150, 200. Oh wow! Yeah, <laughs> it's cool. Like, that would definitely be crazy seeing youth today there. Yeah, because I've been to um, like backtrack play there like um, like I think probably like over a year ago. But it, it was such a cool turnout. There's like a ton of kids, and it, it just felt like this is like a definitely a cool spot. Cause like there's some venues out here. It's just like, like hardcore shit shouldn't be like meant to be played there. It's, it's just like, weird. for sure. Anywhere with a barrier. Ugh. Yeah. And if, if there's like a barrier, I don't know. Sometimes I just get lazy and just kind of get over and just decide just to go, just chill in the back, go be an old man. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to chill. Honestly, I, I find that those are like my more favorite moments because when I when I mosh because I, I still do sometimes like I'm like always like fearful of getting hurt because I have to you got to stretch you got to stretch before you go out there, dude. I haven't stretched before moshing in so long. <laughs> I've been uh I've been kind of hurting my back a little bit oh. playing live, so I try to I have to remember to stretch before I go on there because I'll like kick or something then i'll be like oh my fucking god and then i have to kind of stand in one place for the rest of the set <laughs> have you ever used one of those uh, foam rollers i have i don't have one anymore but i might need to bring that in the merch bag and and whip it out before the gig yeah i i used one like uh, for the first time a couple years ago and i was so surprised at like like all like the weird knots and stuff i had in my back it works it hurts but definitely works yeah, like I was so surprised. I was like, "Wow!" I was like, "I've been walking around like this. This is crazy." <laughs> Got to hit the chiropractor. Yeah. Okay. So you talked about some of the shows that you have coming up. Uh, I know uh, we we talked like a while ago. You guys were trying to get like a little um, tour together. Is that still in the works? Yeah. So um, should be announced sometime before the end of the month. Uh, we're hitting ten days. We're okay. doing. We're going down to Richmond, and then we're gonna go west a little bit and hit the, hit some dates in the midwest and then come back uh come back east okay i know that date that i try to help you out with um my contact didn't really follow through were you able to get that taken care of uh we did not but i hit up someone else in a city close by and uh i think we're gonna be hitting milwaukee so we're excited either way interesting we'll get we'll get out there regardless okay. we'll get out there at some point i haven't heard of milwaukee in a long time uh, I guess they have a hardcore scene out there. Um, I know because there's this band, Forced Impact. Okay. Um, they're straight edge band. They're pretty cool. I think the singer from that band. I don't know if they're around anymore, but uh, the singer from that band said he'd help us out. Okay, that's cool. Because when, when I think of Milwaukee, like my buddy used to play in a straight edge band from out there called Focus Minds. Okay. Yeah, I remember them from back in the day. They were pretty cool. 
Yeah, I, I thought they were pretty solid, but then uh, honestly, I have no idea. Like, I'm still friends with um, my buddy, obviously. I'm, he used to play bass, but I'm not sure where the other guys went. I don't know either. I heard some rumblings, but not really sure. Okay. I'm let that sleeping dog lie. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, when you go to Milwaukee, you should talk to the locals and try to figure out what happened. For sure. <laughs> Get some I, cheese. See what's up. Not even cheese. I have, I don't know. Like I don't know if it like. It's just. I'm curious. I was because like I love like hardcore. So if I'm like you know in another town, and I know that I used to be a fan of a band that was from there, like I'll just start asking. States. Yeah, you got to find out the state secrets. Yeah, like th- a couple weeks ago. I was at, uh, it was in San Diego. I was down there for the weekend because me and my friends uh, were hitting that Eco Strike and Vision Magnitude tour. And then oh, also. Wow. Um, those those dates looked incredible. Yeah, yeah. Super, super awesome. All three bands were amazing. When uh, Magnitude played up here with Point of Contact, their set was incredible. Kids knew the words to every single song from Magnitude. It was something, it was crazy to watch. For sure. I same thing out here. Kids just love that band. And I was like super stoked to be able to experience it live. I think their name's awesome. I think their records are great. So Oh, for sure. Same with same with Eco Strike too. That's one band that I I throw on the Mosh shoes too, whenever they play Boston. Okay. Yeah. Love that band. I always uh have fun seeing them live. I I, I think their lyrics and just their sound is Awesome. I'm not straight edge, but it helps me pretend to be for 20 minutes while they play. Yeah. I have a buddy who, <laughs> who like really likes them and he's like, dude, like I'm not straight edge. Like, is it, is it cool? I'm like, I don't fucking like, yeah. care. I was like, I'm not the police. <laughs> Go I'm not, it, yeah. I was like, I, I'm, I'm not it monitoring. Makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I don't know who in here is straight edge and who's not. I'm just here minding my, my own business just here for yeah. the show. I was like, you don't, you don't need to ask for my permission. There are no cops. You can mosh to Eco Strike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but so there was a, going back to my original point, there was this band from San Diego who I loved. And there was this band called Masterpiece. And at, at the time, like when they were around, like I, I wasn't like really like you know, too social, didn't really talk to anybody. Like I would see them at shows and be stoked because I, I thought they were a cool band. And then it's they a cool kinda, name. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was cool. Like they like fizzled out and they started like another band called like Meth Breath. And like for the longest time, like any time I found out somebody was from San Diego, like I would ask like, oh, like, do you know what happened to those guys? And half the time, actually probably like 90 percent of the time, like nobody knew who, who I was talking about. They probably thought I sounded crazy <laughs> just like, asking you, about some band. Um, but yeah, but when I was down there in San Diego, I, I found this guy who was actually, um, he like was uh, putting on the shows and I had asked him cause I was like, okay, I was like, if he's booking these shows, he has to like know these people cause he's probably he been around. Be. And sure enough, like I, I asked him and he like, just like broke it down for me, gave me like the whole history and he was stoked that I knew who they were and it was actually pretty cool. When we were on tour last year, we were down in Tampa and uh, I had to ask about the band Bind because I knew they were from like Central or Northern Florida, and I love that band a lot. And they okay. 
fucking fizzled out and I wanted to know what happened. So I, I kind of did some detective work myself there. So what happened? You're going to share it? Well, the singer moved to Australia and then the rest of the guys, they kind of, I think they're in some other bands. I fucking forget. Um, they're just chilling. It's kind of disappointing. Well, uh, did you see that um, at the FYA teaser poster get posted? I did. And there's like speculation that there was like a like they could see the end of a D and people were saying that it, that could either be bitter end or bind. I was thinking bitter end. OK. On my close inspection of that picture. OK. Regardless, I think I'll, I'll be heading down there, whether bitter end or bind or whoever the fuck is playing that. Yeah, I'm trying to convince some friends of mine to fly out there with me because. I've never I kick myself in the ass every year when I see the videos. I'm like, why the fuck did I not go down there? Yeah, dude, seeing that face wreck shit from last yeah. year, I was like, <laughs> I was like, why are they, I was like, why are there so many people just standing around? Like, I would have like ripped my shirt off and thrown some spin kicks or something. <laughs> I guess that venue um, is just insanely big, and it makes even if a uh, there's a hundred people or whatever going off, it makes it look like there's like only 10 that's that's crazy reminds me of this video that i saw um because like right now i'm really into that band karma word and they're from the midwest right yeah from chicago um so like i i've just been watching like their live sets on like youtube and they play it looked like they're just in some like uh like giant like banquet hall at like a hotel and like the camera like shows them and it, it looks like they're playing on like like different flooring it looks like like a like the dance floor and then it shows like the rest mm-hmm. of the crowd and like i don't know if it was just because the room was so big it looked like there weren't like a lot of people there but there's just so much like empty space that's always awkward yeah I saw I saw a video of them. They played that Knocked Loose show okay. last week. Yeah, and it looked like their set went off crazy. That was packed. Yeah, and like honestly, I I don't know like what it is about that band. I I just love the way they sound. So like I I just like lately like, I, I've just been jamming them like so much. I've listened to them a few times. They didn't like totally catch me, but okay, they're definitely they're definitely a good band. They're they're hard. So right now, like, what bands are you really into? What am I into right now? Um, <clears throat> we mentioned Magnitude. I've been jamming that record a lot. Okay. Um, I really like that new Dominant Force record that Triple B put out. Okay. Shout out to it's Florida. Like, yeah, that's like exactly my alley. Okay, so you like the more like thrashy stuff? A, yeah, like like best wishes chromags just like some real rock and hardcore with some like good solos and and catchy riffs i mean i've been really digging the anxious record too honestly like mostly like triple b has been putting out my soundtrack to uh 2019 okay yeah i think they're a cool label they, they, they kind of like dabble in every genre which i think is cool yeah, I think it's a reflection of just what Sam likes, honestly. 
Yeah. And I think it's just great because like, you know, sometimes like certain record labels just have like a certain sound and you're like, okay, like, you know, like when they put out certain bands, you're like, okay, like you can understand why it's because like they just kind of You don't even have to listen to it. You know, you're like, okay, this sounds like so-and-so. Yeah. So like when I look at like triple B's roster, I'm like, okay, like how it's like so diverse. Like the regional justice center record, but also one step closer. Yeah. Shut out. It's good. Justin. Oh yeah. Is there a boys? Yeah. When they came out here, I got, I was super stoked to be able to finally see them for the first time. They played at sound and fury and they fucking killed it. They've been killing it through the whole country. I know. It looked like every show that they played was packed. Yeah. And that has me like, US. like has me excited because like the fact that like not just like in like the more like populated areas, like everybody is like paying attention to that band. It's a it's awesome. You don't really see young kids, early twenties, late teens just fucking going for it and touring the whole country anymore. So shout out to them. <clears throat> yeah. They we def- did a full East Coast with them last year and we we could see it in them like watching them every night where like these when they put out this record it's it's going to be big. Yeah, like I I feel lucky like I got um put onto them because I had on um this guy from uh out there in like Wilkes-Barre uh the SWB uh Nate Prashuti plays in Strength for a Reason Choice to Make uh, he's been like a like a great help behind the scenes, just like a good friend. And he told me that that I should have on uh, Ryan, and I checked him out, and I was like super super stoked that he recommended me to have him on. That's because, how I heard of your podcast. I oh really? Ryan posted that yeah that he did the interview. Oh wow! And I was like, oh, I got to check out my boy. That's awesome. Like cool. at that time, like. Uh, Th- that episode like blew up and I was really surprised. I was like, okay, like kids are definitely paying attention. They to- love that band. Yeah, for sure. Like, like I've gotten that from like a ton of different people that the first episode they were listening uh, from my podcast was that episode. I saw that you also had another Wilkes bear head, uh, Pete from Warren on there too. I listened to some of that one. Okay. Yeah. His, uh, like Warren's awesome. Love that band. And Pete's oh, artwork yeah. like, is just like all over the place. He's going to be doing the, the art for our new record. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I saw like you post, um, it was like the old, like Patriots design. Yes. Is that something you guys are going to use for like merch or was that just like something funny you posted? Uh, it was just a, it was, it's something funny, but we were thinking about putting it on a shirt. I kind of always had uh, the idea since we formed the band of our our name in the Patriots font. Because I'm a big uh, Pat's head. Okay. Uh, you, you know what's funny is that I actually show that to my buddy uh, Johnny, and he's a huge um, Patriots fan. And he's from out here. Um, 
and I forget like Odd. why he, he's a Pats fan, but he like broke it down for me and it totally made sense. Um, but Fair enough. Uh, Tom yeah. Brady, that's it. No, 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 no. He, he's been like, like diehard is like his whole life. He's been out to uh, Gillette Stadium, right? Is, uh, I think that's what yeah. it's called. Yeah. You, you know, what's funny is um, when I went to um, Edge Day in Boston, um, he was with me because like we, we kind of did like a little like weird run on like the East Coast and um he's not like the biggest fan of like hardcore it's not like his like you know type of music um so like when we went to the show he went to gillette stadium to go to like the museum or something it's not very close but you know yeah no trust me like we like went our separate ways and we're like all right like we'll <laughs> see you later because like because uh, um he uh so there was like four friends so like him and um uh, a, a buddy went to like the museum then me and another friend uh went to the show and like they took the car that we rented because it was like a kind of a like you know far trip it's like, so. an, hour, it's like an hour south of boston yeah and then yeah it, it was crazy it's so cool though i mean uh, if you're if you're if you're a football fan you'll definitely enjoy that pats museum okay i definitely am a football fan but i wanted to go to the show i don't blame you <laughs> what's your what's your team i'm a 49ers fan all right yeah so, you know, we, we haven't been, uh, you know, too good lately, but, you know, we're just rebuilding and hopefully, um, hopefully can... Jimmy G, uh, gets, uh, some feeling back in his knee. Cause he uh, dude, that, too good. that broke my heart last season. Cause I, I was, I was so excited. And then when he got injured and I was like, that's it, that's the nail in our coffin for this season. And sure enough, oh, for sure. I mean, it. he wasn't even that good though. In the beginning of the year, I, I had a lot seeing him here for a few years. I had way higher expectations okay i thought he was gonna tear it up hopefully he still does yeah i hope so <laughs> um but yeah like I've, I've been a fan since like the the late 90s like my older cousin put me on to the niners like back when the like, jeff garcia years uh it was like uh jerry rice steve young steve uh, tail yeah. end of steve young yeah so been a fan uh but yeah it's been a rough couple years They'll, they'll get back to it. I hope, uh, it's but football. yeah, it happens. Yeah. So it just got to stay true and just, you know, the team that I've been Keep, rocking with, you know, they got a new stadium. You don't have to go to that, uh, that horror show. So Dude, I've never been to a game live just because like it's I cause I, I'm in like Southern California. They're like Northern California. It's just so That's far. True. Yeah. It's pretty far. It's yeah. pretty far. And it's weird. Like all my friends who like football, like we all like, crazy like different teams like my buddy Johnny likes the the pads my buddy Garrett used to like the Chargers but for some reason he gave up on football because he says like it's too soft what yeah I'm like dude you're crazy football's still fun I know that's what I'm I'm like people are still out there getting CTE it's not soft they're still hidden yeah it's never stopped um but yeah but that's cool I I I would love to see it on a design because I think it's I think it's cool that you, you you have like a legit team or not even like a legit team. The fact that you're willing to rep like your um you know like your team from your hometown, I, I just you, you can see that you take pride in it. And I think that's cool. Oh yeah, we're we're all born and raised Boston. We always rep Boston. Hell yeah, BHC. That's so sick. Yeah, that scene like is like legendary. It is for sure. Grown up, it was crazy. Even <clears throat> when I first started going to shows, things were 
pretty outrageous for a while, but uh, things calmed down. We're hoping to bring it back. Yeah, you know, hopefully we can be the band to help uh, usher that in. Yeah, because you guys like people still talk about like the rival mob. Oh, for sure. Yeah. That's definitely one of my favorite bands. Yeah, I, I remember uh, I saw them at Sound and Fury one year. And at that point, like people were like flipping their T-shirts for like crazy amount of money. Oh, so yeah. they were oh, like, yeah. I, I remember they were like limiting like people at Sound and Fury to like one T-shirt per person. That, that was getting a little out of hand, honestly. Yeah, the, the, I definitely think it's crazy that people like are, are like you know paying crazy prices for these like t-shirts, especially for like like if it's like a newer t-shirt. Like, why don't you just come out to a show? Exactly. Um, I mean, now you can probably just get those Rav Mob shirts for like twenty bucks. Yeah, because because they're not like hyped up, so it's not like as cool to be wearing that as it was like at that point in time. You know. <clears throat> I don't that's a bit I don't think they're gonna get back together. Why do you think that? Uh they don't want to. <laughs> okay. Well, if they don't, I'm I'm happy to to have been able to see them. I, I thought they were like awesome. They're one of my favorite bands, especially of the era. Yeah, are, aren't one of their members uh playing in that band Brother? Right? Yeah, yeah, the guitarist. He uh, plays guitar and brother in uh he does vocals for Wound Man too. Okay. Shout out Trevor Vaughn. Trevor Vaughn. He uh, awesome. he recorded our promo. Okay, that's sick. See, that's so cool that like that these like awesome people are so involved in the scene. Like you know, especially like having like uh, help put out your guys' new stuff, like a newer band. To oh, the we scene. love Trevor. He's one of our favorite people. Oh yeah. He's helped us out a lot. Uh, he's also in Wolf Whistle too cool band oh for so, sure the new stuff it's a little weird but it sounds pretty good one thing i'm so over the course of this past weekend i've done like a couple podcasts and for some reason i just forgot to mention or ask uh and I, I, people are like you know freaking out over this uh kerrang top 50 list did you take a look at oh, it i did unfortunately okay and I feel like, and maybe this is just me, like you know, thinking like with my conspiracy brain. I, I feel like they're just writing off, like, because like prior to that list, there was like a top fifty, like you know, best rappers list that came out, and uh, it came from some like small outlet and got crazy like number of hits because it just got in front of like the right people or the right rappers who of course. felt like a certain type of way, like on their placement of the list. So I felt like that list came out because of the top 50 rappers list and i was look, and i was looking at it i was like hey this is definitely gonna be some like clickbait type shit this is I, I feel like gonna be like done in a way to get people frustrated to spread it because people like love controversy because if it was like a spot-on justified list like a lot of people probably wouldn't have gotten as much clicks as it did and i was just wondering your opinion on it since you said you looked at it um it was kind of what i expected from Krang. Honestly, um, they did. Ha I mean, they had some bands that I like on the list and definitely bands that deserve it. I think they kind of went like the hardcore adjacent route. And I think it's a British publication, right? Yeah. So they might not have their fingers completely on the pulse 
of hardcore considering most of the bigger bands are from the u.s um i don't know i kind of i don't pay too much attention to that i was just glad they put mind force on there yo shout out mind force that band is so sick they're definitely top three band for me yeah and band I, I just feel like the criteria was weird and then it was it yeah it was a little convoluted uh, yeah whatever and, you know got them their clicks so whatever got us arguing <laughs> for sure I, I definitely found myself in a coffee shop with some friends and I had a buddy um and he was like I'm gonna make my own top 50 so I'm like all right here we go like, go for it, bro. <laughs> like do your top 50 and there's he, so many bands it, yeah. it's it's hard to do that yeah and he was like making like this top 50 and it got to the point where he just started like just throwing bands on there and i'm like dude this is supposed to be like a top 50 of like the best bands and like you're just like grabbing for like you know bands to fill up your damn list and he's like what are you talking about and i was like dude i was like look at the list of guests i've had on my podcast you've put none of those bands on your stupid list when all of them deserve to be on and he's like 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 what bands over who and like i just started like like you know yelling at him and obviously it was just like whatever like we have different opinions but uh i was like people have different definitions of hardcore too so like for sure and I was like, it's very subjective. And I to name the top 50. I, I challenged him to post his list and he's like, no, I'm not going to post it. And cause he didn't want like oh, the backlash. And I'm like, I'm like, okay, you need the backlash. Yeah. I, I was like, I was like, why are you making this list? And it, it got to the point where I was like, I was like, you are making this list because you want people to think like you're so in tune and you don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. And I'm like, no, you have to put out what you actually think is top 50, not bands that are popular. Like you have to do yeah. like, you know, like what you think is what, right. Not to like make other people happy. Yeah. One of my friends, he, uh, he posted his on Twitter. Kind of got a, got a ton of retweets and he took, he took the backlash. He took it, but he put out his list. Yeah. It was crazy. Shout out dog shit. Dave. Uh, hey, I actually saw his list. <laughs> People, it was a good uh, list. It got retweeted. It yeah, like fine. I read his list and I was fine with it. Like it, it didn't piss me off because I, I feel like um, he has to be like way more in tune than the person that did that Kerrang top fifty. But everybody also has kind of their own lane. I I, I feel like the Kerrang list uh, kind of was a sort of heavy on the more like pro core ish like in screamo ish like side of stuff there okay because there there were a lot of bands that i had never heard of but it's also because the style of hardcore they play is not my lane yeah it's, i saw that that was like a like probably like really common where like people tweeting like I haven't seen or I don't even know like you know X number of bands on this list like this is bullshit and yeah, it's I, probably because you only listen to you know certain subgenres. yeah um lists are always doesn't mean be, a band's not good for sure yeah because lists are definitely gonna be subjective not everybody's gonna like the same thing exactly because there's some bands out there where I'm just like scratching my head like how do they even have fans and 
Me too, honestly. Yeah, obviously not going to name anybody because <laughs> um, I don't want to uh, stir any controversy or drama, and I'm not trying to be mean. Just gonna keep it to myself. But yeah, word. <laughs> Top fifty list uh, definitely did its job. Got the clicks. Got, got us the, talking. Yeah, for sure, and. I don't know if we needed a top 50 list. Uh, no. My only gripe with it is that One Step Closer wasn't on the list. Okay. Because I think that they are a band that's like really popping right now and have a lot of love. And I mean, their record's been out since January, so it's not like it just came out and they're just doing this. That's yeah. my only gripe with the list. Yeah. I think my only gripe with the list was that they created the list because I (laughs) going into it, I was like, there's no way I'm going to be like happy or satisfied with it. Oh, I I know. When I I saw when I saw that, I was like, oh, God, here we go. Yeah. And somebody like retweeted it. Like if if I didn't see it on my timeline by somebody else posting it, I probably would have been like oblivious to it. Oh, for sure. I don't think anybody here pays attention to Karen. Until they do something dumb like this. Yeah. And I feel like this isn't the first time they've done something to spark. Yeah, I don't think so either. They did. uh, I forget the list, but they talked about it on Axe to Grind. I'm pretty sure. Okay. Interesting. But yeah, so I'm glad you or I'm glad I finally talked about the list with somebody. Yeah, because I had on. Couple of the people, um, yeah, and I, I just don't know how it, it just like slipped my mind. Well, let it all out, got it all out. Now we can forget about it for the rest of our lives. Okay, so I'm pretty sure we covered almost everything, right? You talked about the shows, upcoming tour announcement, new record, new record, yeah. Is there anything else you want to talk about before we go? Is there anything you want to know from me? Um, it's a loaded question. Is it? Um, <laughs> I don't know. Do you have anything else you want to ask? Anything you want to know about the band? Or <clears throat> We recently added a fifth member. A fifth member? Okay. Why'd you add a fifth member and who is it? So we added our friend Seth Bowden uh, to play bass. Our original bassist, he's moving over to, to, to guitar. Uh, we just The new songs fit two guitars, and we're trying to go for a bigger sound. And we played live uh, like two or three shows with the, with the five-piece, and it just sounds great. Sounds a lot better. He, uh, he was played guitar in a band called Kind. They're still going on, but they parted ways. But... Um, Okay. But Seth's playing with us now. Yeah, Kind is on that comp as well. They are, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Hell yeah. I, I, I love um, the more full sound because like, sometimes I feel like some bands would definitely benefit more if they had a second guitar player just to fill out that sound. So I'm, I'm happy yeah, that course. you guys went that route. Yeah, our, our guitarist Steve, he was, like, he was like playing through two amps. Then we're like, fuck it, let's just let's just go five piece and it just sounds so much better. Hell yeah. And is that the way you guys recorded the new record or, uh, Seth didn't record the new record with us, but we did have, we do have like two guitar tracks and everything. Okay. Cause I'm never really sure how that works. Yeah. 
Sounds sounds great with two guitars shredding. Hell yeah. Well, you know, I'm really happy and I, I mean, I won't want to say this. Like I'm, I'm happy we we're able to get this one done because I had a big fear. Cause I, I hate like, and I get it. Sometimes it has to happen like, you know, rescheduling, but I, I seriously hate doing it because I have so many things like laid out, like the whole schedule laid For out, sure. like, you know, a month in advance. So I, I'm just happy that I was able to work. Cause I, me cause too. I didn't want to have to like, have me on here. Yeah, no, for sure. Like I, I wanted you on and I, and I'm happy. I didn't like have to ask to bump you like, you know, two months out. Cause that would have like, you know, made me sad cause sometimes <laughs> schedules don't work out. Cause like, well, when I get somebody to agree, I'm just like, okay, awesome. Like this is like cool. Hard parts over. Like, let's get it done. I know I was bumped. I was bumped out too, but I worked food service. So sometimes man, sometimes there's no other choice, but to go in work when, <laughs> We're very short staffed as we are. Okay. And so before we go, uh, is there anything you want to shout out or plug? Uh, shout out Boston Hardcore, Vantage Point, um, everybody who comes out to shows, anybody who's listened to us, bought a record, bought a t shirt, fucking supported us, booked us in your random ass town. Hell yeah. Well, shout out Pummel. Make sure to go out to one of the upcoming shows and look out for that tour announcement. When is that coming out? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Probably sometime towards the end of the month. Okay. Towards the end of the month. Stay tuned for that tour announcement. Shout out Pummel. Thank you all for listening. I greatly appreciate it. This has been another episode of the Jamer K podcast. Always on top. <laughs>